Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. And we are really excited to have Larissa from Nova Scotia back with us again today to discuss a book that she actually put up on her Instagram account. And the book sounded really fascinating to me. So I read it and literally read it in two days. Now, we definitely, as we talk about the book tonight, we want to let you know that this is a your spoiler alert. If you have not read Migrations by Charlotte McConaughey yet, do not keep listening because you definitely do not want to know what happens before you read the book. And part, part of that is because of the, the style that the book is written in. So please, if you haven't read it, peel off now, come back to us after you've read it. So Larissa, we're going to go ahead and let you just get started and just talk about migrations. How did, how in the world did you encounter the book? So thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to talk about this book because I loved it so much. I was at the bookstore. I was walking around looking at all of the books like you do is like a comfort measure. You know, I like to go around and look at books and I was trying to decide like what book I was going to get myself. And I had seen somewhere, it was kind of just in my like memory. I had seen this article that this was going to be made into, I didn't know if it was going to be a movie or a show. And to be honest, even after that, I couldn't really find the information again, although I did just see it just now on Charlotte's uh, Instagram. So I guess it is true. But that was the only thing I had seen about this book. And it was sitting there on the table at chapters. And I was just really drawn to it. And I don't even really know why, because I hadn't really heard a lot about it. I'm not particularly, I, I love reading books that everybody else is reading, but I don't always love all of the books that everybody else is reading. I tend to just kind of be gravi like gravitate towards my own stuff anyway. And this book kind of just called to me. And so I read the back. I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on this book. Usually I make sure that I've at least heard about it when I before I pay full price for a book. But I, I felt <laughs> like this one was the right one. And I, I brought it home and I read it a couple of weeks ago. And I was just so wowed by it. I loved it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I hope somebody else has read this so I can talk to them. Like, I I love talking about books that really resonate with me. And I actually, that's why I put it out on my Instagram. Uh, I only just posted the review of it today. So the thing you saw was literally just a picture of being <laughs> like, oh my gosh, did anybody else read this? I need to talk about it, which I, I think is a really great testament to a book too. Somebody saying, I need to talk about this. Has anybody else read it? I loved it so much is a really great reason to pick up a book. So I just, I don't know what it was that resonated with me so much, but I'll tell you a little bit about the book for all you listeners out there. Although I, like she said at the beginning, if you haven't read it yet, uh, just hit pause and go read it and then come back. It's about this woman, Franny Stone, Franny Lynch. Uh, and it's it's written in this like multi-timeline of her life. Uh, so it kind of jumps around in her in the time span of her life. And at the beginning, you think that she's this scientist who studies birds and she wants to track the last migration of the Arctic terns. And so she convinces a captain and a crew of a fishing vessel to take her to track and follow the Arctic terns on their migration, the longest migration of any bird in the world, from the Arctic to the Antarctic. And as the story progresses, you get these glimpses into her life and into her past. And it, it kind of becomes this, you don't really know, you don't really know what her life has been, but you can tell that it's been a hard life and it's kind of been 
she's got this dark past and she was in prison, but you don't know why. And you get all these clues all the way along. So it's like this, it's like a, a mystery or a thriller without being a mystery or a thriller um, because it was really character driven. And it was, I really sometimes really love the unreliable narrators. And I really felt like she was an unreliable narrator. I didn't know if she was telling the truth or, or what the things she was hinting at were. So there's all of her stuff, but then there's this whole cast of characters with the crew and, and, and you also kind of find out that they live in this, I, I kind of saw it as the not so distant future where animals are starting to go extinct at a higher rate that they are right now. Although it was very, um, it really seemed as though they were trying to say, you know, this basically could be us in 10 years sort of thing. But then in, interwoven through all of this, like, dark, hard hopelessness was just this incredible amount of hope. And I really found that towards the end. And I sometimes I, I was thinking about other books that I've read in the past year. And there was a book I was like, what happened at the end of that book? And I really think that that's not going to happen with this one. I've kind of thought about it on a daily basis since I finished it three weeks ago. I think it's one that I'm going to keep on my shelf forever. Yeah, it's I, I really agree with you because I had, even though I just read it, I don't know, like a week ago or so, I, you know, my memory is really bad, but as I was kind of going back through, just to remind myself of the names of the characters, et cetera, I thought, yeah, this is a, this is an ending that I will never forget because I, and I will talk about this a little bit more, but it was an ending that I didn't expect. Well, let's just talk about it now. Did you expect this ending? Because I didn't, I really thought it felt like a very dark story. And, and I have to say that when I got to the end, I was ugly crying at parts of it. I was ugly crying. And then when it turned so beautiful and hopeful at the end, I was happy crying. But I thought I didn't expect it because I really thought it was just going to be this sort of dark ending that was going to leave me, which I'm fine with a dark ending. I really am. But I didn't expect it to turn hopeful did, were you expecting that or how did you feel about the ending so that very at the very very end no i wasn't like i had kind of predicted a few things throughout that like i i thought probably her husband had died and then i thought probably her husband like she had been responsible for his death like half part way through i was like yeah i get the sense that that's probably what happened here I thought that maybe she'd also killed her daughter. And I also wondered if like it had been on purpose, like I wasn't sure, like, but I, I could, I could tell that he was dead and I could tell she felt responsible. I was surprised at the beginning when she said that she was going to die at the end. And I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's really giving away the ending here. So then I was expecting her. I did expect that she was just going to drown in the Antarctic. But the thing that touched me so much was they did right at the end. It really, she really turned it around with the the letter that she had found from her husband saying that he was going to always wait. Like, no, you go and you do everything. I'll always wait. And then to have this like conversation she had with him while she was in the water where she said, well, do you think you can wait a little longer? And then like the, my realization of being like, oh my gosh, she's actually just trying to get back to him. And She's going to ask him to wait even longer and then she'll be with him in death. And she decided to live. And, and of course it all came full circle too, because I'm sure the only reason that she survived the fact that she even survived what she did spend in the water, the time she did spend in the water 
was because she had spent her whole life in the ocean, right? She had been, her body had been acclimatized to being in cold water. I think it's probably what even gave her the chance to be able to get out of the water at the end anyway. So no, I was not expecting it. And that like, oh my God, made my heart sore. Because of course you're so heartbroken for her knowing that she basically put herself in prison because she felt so guilty and wanted to be punished. Which, and and the fact that it was even, like she even was partly at fault. She shouldn't have been driving, but that it wasn't intentional. But then the fact that she, the reason that she even was in the accident, other than the fact that she was drinking, of course, was that she saw an owl and the hope that comes in there of seeing this extinct animal. Do you think that she really saw the owl or do you think she made it up because she was drinking? No, I think she saw the owl because I do think throughout the story, here's what I loved in part about the book is that it was really about our us as natural beings in the world, right? There's there's this extinction of all of the natural world and these birds, these arctic terns were the last. She was kind of almost superhuman in the way that because like you said she grew up around the ocean she was comfortable she was it was a safe place for her and you know i always think about birds you know in cold weather and i always think how i don't get how cold weather animals survive right and even then she's in the water these birds do that migration that is the longest on earth and everything i mean she seemed almost not human to me but she seemed like part of the natural world so when she saw that owl, I really just believed that everything magical about this was about those, all of those beings, like the Arctic terns or the birds or the ones that were gone. Even like when they were, when she had, um, was, uh, what do you, uh, sleepwalking and she ended up in that area where they weren't supposed to be and that sort of nature preserve kind of thing. Even then the animals that they thought they might've heard or, or that they were kind of afraid of, I just sort of felt like. She was still in her element. So everything about her just spoke to that part of her being to where I felt, no, I, I, it never dawned on me that the owl wasn't real. Like I really thought she saw it. So that was an afterthought for me. As I was thinking about the book in the weeks after I read it, I thought, I wonder if that was like, did she really see it? I also think she really saw it. Yeah, because I, because I think the point you just made, which was critical, which is, that's the thing that would have caught her eye and made her sort of go a little wonky in that moment, you know, under the, under the influence, but also to see an animal that she wasn't expecting to see, that would have made her, I mean, that would have just been an amazing moment and it triggered, you know, that, that awful accident. So, and so it's funny, you started out by saying something that I totally agreed with. Uh, I'm not sure I can re recreate what you said, but my my kind of my question was about whether or not your opinion of Franny changed over the course of the story, because it did for me. I did think she was, like you said, I thought she was a scientist. I thought she was following this migration. There were times when I felt she seemed kind of selfish and single-minded in her pursuit. And even when she was trying to get a, a boat and a crew to take her, I felt that like she kind of made me angry. Like I didn't like her as a person because <laughs> I felt she was just so manipulative to everyone. Of course, you eventually find out why she had to get to the Antarctic. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it certainly was for the birds, obviously, but 
there was this reason why she had to get there and which completely like stabbed me through the heart when I realized that. But but over the course of the story and then everything starts to play out. And then her mother, when she finds out about her mother, oh my God, I just, everything about her, I I ended up feeling very, a lot of antipathy towards her at the beginning, but boy, I just loved her by the end of the book. So it did, did you kind of go through the same sort of feeling about her? I did. And I mean, cause at the beginning you think she's this like legit scientist and then you find out that she's not. And so then I, same thing, I kind of started going through those like, okay, so she's mentally ill. Uh, okay. So she's got some problems. Oh, she's really bringing a lot of stuff down on this crew. What was interesting for me though, was how the crew loved her, even though they felt those same things. And you could see it. You could see that they didn't know about her. And then they they weren't sure about her. They knew she was lying about some stuff, but they still protected her. And by the end of it, they empathized with her, sympathized with her so much that they covered for her. And then Ennis knew what she was doing. And walking across the ice when she said, well, why are you, why do you, why are you doing this with me? What, why are you here? And he said, I didn't want you to do it alone. Oh my God. I just like broke my heart because at that point we're also feeling those same things about her. Right. And so to know that the, the secondary characters in the story also felt that way, you could, you could really see it. Um, And I think that's how, that's one of the reasons I felt the way I did too, was because you could see the other characters also weren't sure but felt like they needed to help her. And so then I wasn't sure, but I felt like I needed to help her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because there was a part of the story too, probably towards the beginning there. I was so angry with the crew in a way because they were giving her this pass that I thought, what the hell they're risking their own livelihood, their own lives, everything for her. And, and I felt kind of a little angry about it. You know what I mean? But then, like you say, they really, they understood her on a level when at some point, at one point they even say she is, you are one of us. And that just like, oh my God, that just killed me. So, um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you, because I, I, I'm not sure that I, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of any books. Um, but I was just curious about one of the things Franny is all about is she's a wanderer and her husband, Niall knows that she is a wanderer. He, he comes to accept it and he comes to love her, especially um, because he says it's in your nature, which I love. I love when he said that I cried when he said that. I was curious about, do we perceive women who wander in literature differently, differently than we do men? Because there's millions of, you know, books about men wandering, right? And I thought, do we, do we look at women, perceive women differently for that? I thought about this. And I couldn't think of a lot of books where I even saw women as wanderers uh, in the same way. Though I was thinking, like, I was like, if we think back on the classics, like, what do we... Th-? And I thought, you know, Jane Eyre her, was also kind of a wanderer. She she was similar in the way that she... And that's considered a classic, but she was also kind of seen as this, like, not a typical woman throughout that book you know because she just kept being like well now i'm gonna leave but i think we do i think we do see women differently 
when they're wanderers. And I think that this book was a good example of that because even though, and especially because we, we weren't sure till the end that Niall did want to stay, like that he didn't leave her intentionally, right? We thought that, oh, well, you know, he got sick of it and he left. Although partway through, I thought, I don't think that's what happened here, but that's the sense it gives. And so I think that we do, because there was also the whole thing about her being a mother. Like if she was to become a mother, would she leave her child? And then we also saw that her mother was also a wanderer. It was in her genes, right? And her mother struggled with that. Um, and then the fact that she left her mother, even for those couple of days, had those consequences that they had. Um, so I think that we do. I think that we we expect it from men or we give men a pass in literature if they don't stick around. And I don't think that that was given to Franny. And I also, I think in general, in women in literature, I, I wouldn't say that that was the case. Yeah. And it's funny too, because that's what I thought about when I, when we realized that her mother was a wanderer, I thought, you know, her mother had her own migrations. Franny had her own migrations throughout her life and especially during her married life. And then her sort of, I don't want to say final migration because it wasn't her final migration, but the one at the end of the book. And so, and that's what, that's what I said. It, it was, it, it really made for me, what I loved about it, it was just, it took, it put women in this very earthy, natural cycle of migration or travel or wandering. And, and that's something we don't often see because usually women are kept, you know, it's a safety thing. Women don't do things because they're at risk, you know, from a safety standpoint. So that's one of the things I loved about this book because I couldn't think of something that I've read, anything that I've read that puts a woman in that same kind of a, a really free flow wandering path. I just, that's one of the things I loved about it. So how does the story make you feel? And I put, when I sent you the, this question, I sort of said, I put it all in caps because how does it make you feel? I think that hope is the best way to put it. I, it just made me feel so hopeful, which was so surprising to me because the whole time I was like, man, this is so sad. But I did. It made me feel really hopeful. And I think the thing that made me feel so hopeful was the fact that the animals were going extinct, but then they found the wolf and then she saw the owl and then the turns. She showed up and there were so many turns. And it just made me feel like, you know, everybody was trying to figure out, all the scientists were all trying to figure out, what do we do? The animals are going extinct. And Earth and the the animals were kind of figuring it out. They just needed to be left alone. And it just made me feel so hopeful for the future in the book, but also hopeful for things like love and the love that Niall had for her, even though she was a wanderer and she kept leaving him and she told him over and over. Like, I'm just going to keep leaving you. And he said, as long as you always come back. And it, that just made me feel so hopeful for humans. And it, it also, um, she had this this connection to the ocean. Uh, and I am somebody who grew up around the ocean. I spent my summers at the ocean. I live next to the ocean. And so I also feel really uh, connected to the ocean. I take my kids down there a lot because it's something that's really comforting to me. And her connection to the ocean, even because that was a place she went for comfort um, and safety and home made me feel all of those things too. And that is, that was my own, um, my, that being a place of comfort and home for me as well, 
made me feel those same things for her oh, that's, um, at the same time. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's funny because one of the things I had, and this is one of the quotes I wanted to pull out that just meant so much to me. Uh, she says um, that at one point Niall said to her, there's a difference between wandering and leaving. In truth, you never once left me. And that, I just oh. thought that was, oh my God, I'm like having tears now because I just thought that was so beautiful. But yeah, the way it made me feel, it, it was funny because I felt like uh, I went through just a range of emotions reading it. And it was, and as I said, I read it in two days. And so it was just this like, like, I just, I will always remember this book of just having a lot of emotion toward it, whether it was that I felt kind of angry at the beginning and I felt frustrated by her. And I thought, why are people giving her this pass? And then even her mother-in-law, like her, her mother-in-law, I thought was a, kind of a terrible person, but then she takes her in at the end. I mean, it's like, oh my God, like all the characters it made me feel, I agree with you, hopeful. I love what you just said about, you know, sometimes, you know, we study everything to death, but maybe we just need to leave things alone for it to regenerate and, and repopulate or whatever. And so I do worry a lot. I mean, I don't have children, so, but I always think about young parents or parents with younger children who have children that are going to inherit this earth that we've really screwed up. And so I want to believe that there will be that we won't have everything go extinct and that we'll have a life and children and people as they grow will be able to see animals and their natural habitat. So I agree. It kind of gave me that hope that, wow, um, when they climb that kind of crest, that little hill or whatever, and they see all those turns, I bawled <laughs> when I saw, when they said that in the book, I was like bawling for that because it was something I, I honestly didn't think that's what they would see. So it was kind of a little bit of a surprise, but man, I, oh, that part just, yeah, touched me. They set it up like they weren't going to find the turns, right? Because the ones they were following died in the storm. And so they were just trying to get there. Um, and, and of course, too, like when you find out why she's doing it and the, the pains that she went through to exhume her husband's body, have it cremated, take it with her, like tag the birds, get a ship, like, the fact that she went through all of that and then you think, oh my God, and the turns are all gone. Like he's not even going to get his final wish. She's not even going to be able to fulfill it. And then for her to show up and have all of these turns there, that was so impactful. Yeah. And, and you know, it's something now it just hit me, you know, the love that she had for him. I mean, this was, this was a great epic love story in that it was, he, understood her and like he said this is your nature and she did everything she could to fulfill what he wanted and like you said she went through hell and back to get where she needed to be for him and so yeah it's it's truly an epic love story as well so i agree and i think too even for herself so she she had this history that she thought she needed to live by and she thought she didn't deserve to be loved because she had this history he saw her for who she was and loved her for who she was she still couldn't accept that so she kept wandering and he kept waiting and then at the end i think that that's kind of what it was too right when she was narrating to us it she was showing us her as she saw her but i think the crew nile the crew, the mother-in-law, I think they all really saw her for who she actually was and not who she thought she was. Oh, that's a good and point. And that's why they all 
stood like that's why they helped her that's why they stood by her that's why he waited for her and i think at the end that's when she she did this whole thing for and we wonder we wonder how does he love her like that she keeps leaving or we wonder does she really love him she keeps leaving but of course it was herself she didn't know or she didn't love and so at the end i think she she's there's this grand gesture of love for him to take his ashes to the turns we see that and we think, oh, she really does love him. And then I think that's, I think that's what happens at the end is that she realizes who she, like, that she is worthy of love. The, the, the crew shows her, he shows her, she tries to get to him in death, right? Because he's died. And so she's going to go and be with him. And then she says, oh my God, I'm not done here. Can you wait a little longer? And he said, of course, he'll, he said in his letter or his journal entry that he would wait forever. So there's, I think that that's the point that she realizes that she's worthy of all of that love. And, and I think, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's the end of the book, to be honest, is, is that realization that she accepts that she's, she has more to do. She goes and like, she, she actually goes back to prison for a while too. Right. So that's how much she wants to live at that point. And I think that that's because she realizes that she's worthy of the love and I think all the way along everybody else sees it too but it's her who doesn't and I think that that's where the unreliable narration comes in right as we see her version of herself and everybody else sees who she really is and what she's really like worthy of does that make sense yeah and you know that is a brilliant comment actually to me because that explains how all of this took place it really does because you're right it was it she was so hard on herself and then and then when you find out about how her mother died i mean that just was like a gut punch and i thought what child you know i i mean i can't like she said she went off on a lark because she needed to wander and she was coming back and her mother didn't know that and it was just like oh my god and then to come back and have that be the resolution for her as a child yeah and so to carry that with her and then and then to forget it because she had to cope. And so she, she, she carried that with her her whole life, but then also her daughter was a stillborn. And so she carried that with her, that that was her fault as well. Right. So there's, it, it, in the end, I really empathized with the entire thing. Partway through, I did not. <laughs> I was like, what is she doing? Why is she putting everybody at risk? And at the end, you really understand. Right. Okay, I love that comment because I think that you just nailed it for me because you're right, an unreliable narrator because she she is she's so damaged that she doesn't see her value. So that that's that just tied that all up for me. So, wow. So now my question for you Larissa is really about how you feel very passionate about this book. I do as well. So, how are you are you I assume you're going to continue to try to get encourage people to read it or um... yes absolutely <laughs> good yeah um, i think that's fantastic. yes i will i i think because like i like i said i picked it up on a whim i was like i don't know what this is about it's got some birds on the cover and now i just especially on instagram where there's all everybody posts about what they read all the time i just haven't seen a lot about it and i am so so surprised because it was really probably one of my top reads maybe one of my favorite books ever, top 10. And I think that it needs some more attention because it was phenomenal. 
and important. I agree with you. This was a top read uh, of 2020. So anyway, well, Larissa, thank you so much for joining us. I, you know, you put that message out there. I grabbed onto it and I cannot thank you enough for sharing your love of this book with everybody. Uh, made me want to read it. And I agree with you 100%. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Looking for even more great book content? Follow us on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style. You can also follow Larissa at the.bookmom. Have a great day. Bye.